I'm Diren Garrahi, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter to feeling laughed at, to the importance of laughter in relationships. If you're listening to this and you're going out with someone, <laughs> he's lovely, but like, I wouldn't class him as a funny guy. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Do you think? Get your stuff, leave now. What do you have? He's not funny. Yeah. Like he, laughter, like I said, it's like saying he's really, really attentive. He has never made me orgasm once. But let me just say, he always does the hoovering. Comedian and podcaster Jarlath Regan is my guest this week. He talks to me about his disastrous college application, how he deals with hecklers and donating a kidney to his brother. I hope you enjoy. Charlotte Regan, you are extremely welcome to the laughs of your life. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, you'd know you're a podcaster because you didn't interrupt me. See, some people I say, I'll say the name and they'll be like, oh, thank you. But you just waited until I Let you finish was like, and seen. Charlotte, <laughs> thank you so much for agreeing to doing this. I'm really happy to be asked because I'm absolutely obsessed with laughter and have been all my life and completely think it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Good. And it's so involuntary. It's like, without saying it's an orgasm, it is when you lose control. Wow. Essentially, it's yeah. when humor overtakes you yeah. and your body emits a sound that you can't, you're not in control of. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's one of those weird things of biology. Like, I've never read any science on it, but you can't fake it. No. You can make the noise. You remember what the sound is, but... Uh, we know. We know. Everybody knows if it's real. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be an OG podcaster in a world full of people trying to podcast? I am always taking a policy of destroy and kill everybody. <laughs> gotcha. Right. Never, ever support. Never, ever help up. Yeah, Pull yeah. up the ladder. Shove your foot on the head of anybody trying Burn to get the ladder. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's me. I was here first. <laughs> Fuck you. Get out of my way. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't feel anything really other than uh, isn't it great that this that I was right. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a good. OK, that's a good answer. Was my, I remember going to uh, I won't say the, the, the relations, but are similarly when I started comedy, the, just the sense of what are you doing? But I remember saying it. I will say it, it was my in-laws, like my in-laws saying, and how you how does it work? And you go, it's, um, it's a, an online radio show and I interview people. And how do you get paid for that? <laughs> <laughs> and no, that's not really how he talks. But it's, cl- it's close. It's close because yeah. he was just concerned for me. <laughs> yeah. And his They're right. daughter and my son. <laughs> and their life. What is he wasting his time doing? <laughs> and, you know, I guess I was confident that it would work out. And you have to kind of go after what you love, don't you? Beautiful. What a beautiful, beautiful. way to start the episode. Beautiful. Thank you. Soulful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Charlotte, your first memory of laughter. Um, I think I can remember wetting myself early on laughing. I think that's the one that's kind of burned into your mind. Yeah. Uh, where <laughs> you lost bodily function <laughs> through it. Like, 
I'm sure listeners know if you haven't had the pleasure of wetting yourself laughing, <laughs> like in the moment, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it quickly becomes even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> like what has just happened? And I was probably at an age where um, you, uh, you know, it's terrible shame involved. It's like I'm dead. You know, I've ruined my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> But then, you know, like just the saying it in your mind. Yeah. I wet myself laughing. <laughs> it's just, it's joyous. It's yeah. just so joyous. It's just like so. You'd, it was my my next door neighbor. Yeah, I was going to say, do you remember? I'm like, could you tell us what it was? Yeah, the Breedens uh, lived a little bit down the road from us because I lived in the country. So they were, you'd know next door neighbors. They lived across the fields <laughs> and they were exceptionally funny kids. Like, so the, the thing that like we weren't all split into groups of guys making guys laugh and girls making girls laugh. Kids, when you were kids, everyone's funny. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone's a funny person and we access each other's humor all the time. The, you knew the boring kids, but the, but most kids were uh, had a, a, a level kind of there was a minimum level of hilarity from each child. And these kids were funny. We had so much fun. And I can remember Sarah Breeden hiding up a, a tree. It wasn't a Christmas type tree. It was a fir bush, a tra- tall uh, Christmas shaped tree in their garden. We were playing tip the can. And it, yeah, I guess it was a slapstick bit of comedy because we didn't know. I knew she was up there <laughs> and her brother couldn't find her. And I remember from behind his back, I could see the tree bending <laughs> just kind of properly like bending cartoon style yeah, yeah, yeah. into an arch <laughs> and then kind of catapulting her off into <laughs> the distance. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember dropping to the floor and like like wetting myself up in the moment. I mean, you can't sometimes the, the, my worry about this show was, am I going to be able to do justice to these laughs? Because they are so in the moment, aren't <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah, But that's fine. Your own your own experience of laughter. Yeah. Telling. Is there anything worse than someone coming in <laughs> to a drink? You're not going to believe it. It's so funny. And you're all just sitting there with a kind of painted on smiles going, yeah. And when was the funny bit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can feel it. But it's yeah. it's more to get a sense of what humour was like for you as a child or what your childhood was like. So what was what was your family set up like? Um, the, definitely the family set up in the sense of what? Like in terms of what was funny in the house? Yeah. I came from a very disadvantaged background comedically, I believe. Oh, comedically. I was yeah. like, all right, OK. Very, very disadvantaged. <laughs> like, it is actually a miracle that I made it. Like, I'll never get the credit because I'm a, a, a white, uh, a straight man with a reasonable upbringing. Right. But comedically, I came from the hood. Because <laughs> those people were not funny. Right. It was a lot of getting a rise out of Oh, right. You now, they'll I, I, they'll never listen to this. But that was, and a lot of Irish people will connect with this, was like, the wind-up. As comedy is, to me, the lowest to the low. Like, I just really? find... Think about it. We're going to annoy him now until he loses the rag, and then we'll all go, oh, look, calm down, will you? Jesus, your man's no crack at all. That's the joke. Yeah. You took me to the point 
of anger and you enjoyed that uh, and that I really remember that was a big big thing growing up right but that said they listened to an awful lot of like Scrap Saturday and uh, Faulty Towers these were the you know yeah Beadle <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Beadle was a comedy icon in our house right but uh, do you have siblings yeah w- one brother two sisters oh, right, oh, yeah. and all older than me uh and my wife maintains that my sisters are the reason I'm in comedy because they laugh at everything I say. Okay, They've yeah, yeah. Always laughed so they gave me. you a false sense of confidence. False sense. <laughs> fuck you, Jeremy. <laughs> what the fuck? This took a turn. A I do. False sense. No, because I know. Because I was actually accused of that yesterday. They believed in you in the beginning. They they saw it. Did they jar? <laughs> jar? Did they see the funny? That is you that, that the world knows now to be tr- that you're supporting a family on an extraordinary success. Extraordinary. They, they they gave you a false sense. I'll tell you why I know what mm. that feels like, because I do the breakfast show with <laughs> Owen McDermott. He does not give me a laugh easy, <gasps> but producer Grace, so our producer, no matter what I say, I could go, Grace! And she'd, she'd kill herself, erupt. Yeah. And Owen's always like, you get off so easily. Why, like why she, is he, what's, what's wrong with Owen? Is he all right? Is everything okay? I know, it's all good. Like, as in, I just have to work a bit harder for the laugh, but that's good because it keeps me on my toes. Yeah. I think we should get Owen on the phone here. <laughs> Check in on him. Line one there. <laughs> oh, my Dermot. Owen, we get the impression you're not laughing <laughs> enough. <laughs> okay, Charlotte, the first time you felt laughed at. Vivid, vivid. Saw this question and immediately was like, mm-hmm. A lot of people believe the reason why people become comedians is to control the reason why people are laughing at them. I definitely had, as a youngest child, severe anxiety over why people were laughing at me. Right. Do they think this is funny or is it funny because I'm adorable? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is it funny because it's not funny and he thinks it's funny? Right. (laughs) But vivid, vivid, vivid memory of relations coming over to visit going out into the back garden to play with them. They were from Cork and that will, you will understand now that Cork sense of humour that pr- that provided this because I was told you better go back in and get a coat, somebody said because I was tiny and they were all big. I went back in and it was a setup. I went back in to get my little jacket, <laughs> my little blue jacket. Right. <laughs> went back out the garden, everybody's gone. No. No. And you know you panic when you're that age. It's my garden in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. <laughs> Where have they gone? And I was fully like, like upset, confused, distraught, looking around, wandering around the corner. Maybe they went and they dropped out of the trees and from the rooftops. What's the story with people up in trees jumped, in your life? Yeah, they jumped out of every <laughs> every bush and crevice in that garden to frighten the shit out of me. Little five-year-old me had a mini heart attack and they laughed for a solid 10 minutes. <laughs> if they were on this show right now, they'd be telling this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest laugh of their <laughs> We life. ever got. Yeah. That time we, we shit that kid up real good. <laughs> <laughs> and why do you remember it so vividly? Did you like, I think it hurt. It, is it hurt right. my feelings. Yeah. It definitely hurt my feelings. Being laughed at. Did yeah. you, like, have I misinterpreted the question? No, not at all. Is it laughed at? Not it can be whatever way you want to take a, it. But as I, I did a joke and everyone laughed at it or laughed 
at me. No, you're feeling laughed at, at not with. It was fully at. Yeah. yeah it was okay. fully at. You're an idiot, five-year-old. <laughs> we just scared you. And I I always, <laughs> I, I think, you, uh, like they say that like when you listen, the first album you buy, it's really important because it's burned into the vinyl of your brain that you'll never really enjoy an album the way you did that one. Mm. Fuji's, I mean, come on. <laughs> that album is everyone's introduction to hip hop in Ireland, essentially. Yeah. This was burned into the vinyl. I don't really like gotcha comedy, victim yeah. comedy. Yeah, pranks. Yeah, wind ups and uh, where the joke is we made that person feel awful. And I, I definitely took that forward with me that like. What are we doing here? Why are we doing this? Yeah. And I feel I always feel bad for the person who's being punked. Yeah. Or uh, naked cameraed. You know? <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. OK, Charlotte, the moment when if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. A vivid, vivid, vivid remem- memory of this as well, because uh, I wanted to go to art college and uh, leaving cert and it was the beginning of the Internet. I'm really showing my age. It's the beginning of the Internet. The Internet has come to Newbridge. Newbridge's <laughs> got the internet. They found a source of it. They burrowed underneath the school. There's fresh running internet underneath the school. And we are going to use it for the first time to apply for our CAO places. <laughs> Who will be the guinea pigs? I am. <laughs> I will. I'll do it. The other lads were like, eh, no, I'm going to fill out the form. And I went and did it in the computer room. Right. Uh, where everybody worked on their solitaire. <laughs> 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 Um, put in my my application, which was obviously an early application. They need to go in early so you could submit the portfolio, which I had worked on for several years. I finished typing it in and the teacher said, right, that's you done. I said, do I get a receipt of any sort? He goes, write down what's on the screen. Okay. Went home to my mom. She goes, so you've submitted now? Yeah. Yeah, have you? And do you have a receipt of this thing here? A slip of paper with the stuff. <laughs> we were both like, that's weird. OK, uh, I have to go up to to NCAD and uh, DIT with the portfolio on these dates. Oh, OK. Well, then then that that's really the application. My mother said, and yeah, I did that. Uh, NCAD get in touch and go. We have no record of this. This is months later. No, we have no record. No. Didn't go in. Didn't go in. Didn't get sent at all. And I went in and said it to the teacher and he immediately went into that ultra formal mode of uh, we need to arrange a meeting with the principal. I am acknowledging your concern right here. Uh, The door of the classroom is open. This person (laughs) is my witness. And like, you know, you're in trouble then, particularly even as a 17 year old, you're like, oh, a grown up is is fully kind of legaling me here go into the principal's office a day later when I know that like it's like I'm in panic mode completely. It's my life plan. Oh, Jesus. And uh, he says, this was not my fault. He says in front of the principal, this is not my fault. Uh, but I will fight your case provided you accept that this was not my fault. So the principal it- is just sitting there drinking tea and I'm looking at both of them. So he said he would help you on condition that you say it was your that fault. you accepted that it wasn't his fault. And I did burst out laughing. I actually laughed. And, you know, it is one of the, uh, again, one of the beauties of laughter, because that's what that moment needed Mm. was to somebody to laugh in his face and go, 
we both know that's not true. And I got up from the room and walked out, closed the door. <laughs> I was like so proud of me. Wow. And even in the retelling now, like 17 year old me, go me. Go you. <laughs> but I still didn't like get to go or I wanted to go to university. And I, I ultimately kind of, you know, never attended the man's class and put my portfolio into Ballyfermot, got into Ballyfermot, uh, explained my situation and all. And then with a like kind of two weeks to go to Ballyfermot, I went, I go to UCD and do arts. <laughs> <laughs> and oh that's my what God. I did. And then I became Russell Carroll <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what we'd be sitting here now oh if I'd my gone off and learned how to Isn't it funny? animate. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, like, but like, that was fucked. That's but that, like, horrendous. That was much more of that time period, wasn't it? Like, but children. if it was the first year, why didn't they test it as in like, you know, get some people to submit it through the internet, but also to do it. Oh, there's a million things wrong with this, dear. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's a million, million things. Can't, fucked. can't. Oh, God. Like, I didn't say his name on the year, but he knows who he is. You know who you are. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay, Charles. Your no laughing matter moment in life. I guess it probably is the kidney donation with my brother. Like that was hardcore. That was hard, 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 hardcore. As much as I tried to raise as much organ donor awareness as possible. Mm. And I wrote a funny show about it that, you know, was heartbreaking and all the rest and very hard to perform. It, it felt like all the while uh, when you're trying to write something like that, there's people telling you this is not something to be laughed at. Mm. I remember a big organ donor campaigner saying to me, how are you going to make this funny? And I was like, well, I mean, you don't ask a butcher how he's going to make this into steaks. Mm. I mean, that's the job here. Yeah. Uh, there were moments in it that really weren't funny. And in fact, the craft of writing that show was stripping, stripping back, pairing off because the dark bits in it were so dark that I remember doing a preview in Chiswick in front of 40 to 50 people and everybody just left shaking their heads. Oh, God. And my agent was like, this is, this is a really sad story oh <laughs> about, God. about you giving your brother a kidney. What year did you did, did that happen? 2017. And so how much time was beti- between? Did it in February, wrote the show in... March, April, uh, previewed the show then and then brought it to Edinburgh in August. So it was very fresh. Yeah. Had to be. It had to be, you think? Yeah, yeah I was going to say in hindsight. banging on about it a year later. Yeah, really? Uh, okay. Even though I toured it for a year afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It became Drag harder the and harder to perform. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was some moments in that that like, I'm a mess, dear. Like, I cry all the time. Do you? I go now if you want. Go on, do it. <laughs> Ruin the podcast. I'll do it with after. you. Uh, no, I, I do cry a lot. I would cry a fair bit. And, it's good though. You know, uh, it's a pain in the arse sometimes. <laughs> John Lewis adds, I mean, dogs being reunited with their owners, yeah. all of that stuff, I'm a mess. And I probably wasn't that way until I did this uh, donation. But it did, like it puts a big lens over your life and all the cracks are, are obvious to you afterwards. And I will never, ever really explain to people what happened and how it really went down and what happened afterwards and what's happened since. 
But when, if you're, anyone listening is like in one of those moments where they're maybe listening to this podcast because they're like, I, I can't find anything funny in my life mm. right now. That's where true strength grows. I'm, I, I wouldn't wish it any other way. As hard as it all was. I'm, a, I'm an absolute beast compared to this little softy that I was prior to, to donating that. They were like, you've got to be tough to do this. And I was like, what? I'm going to get loads of praise. Everybody's going to think I'm deadly. <laughs> Why do I I'm need a hero. to be a tough guy? And uh, yeah, no, they were 100% right. You do need to be tough and you need a good therapist to get you through it. But on the other side of all of that, whatever you're going through listening to this, uh, however hard it is and how much, however it feels like there's nothing funny here, there is, no, there's an, there is another side. Mm. And I always feel this about Caroline Flack and all of this stuff where it's like a person takes their life you want to die in that moment you don't want you don't want to die forever mm-hmm. and there's more there's more there and in fact when you are in one of those moments I've realised now that uh, the actual excitement to getting to the other side is what should take you through yeah. it when you don't feel like laughing it's think, looking and enjoying the thought of the nostalgia for this moment yeah. and how strong you are for having made it through it yeah. should drive you through it, I believe. Anyway, it have is, I yeah, gone no, shaking on here? No, because it is. It's a case of... My biggest fear. When you're at that point, the only way is up. Mm. When it have can't you, get any had, lower. You've had that, right? You've been there. Low. Yeah, well, well what I'm just saying, like you've had those moments where you're yeah, just like... Yeah, of course. Of course. I've, but you know what? I've been very, very... a steely exterior, like a woman who's like, God. Do I? Yeah, well, you give the impression that you, you know, everyone who has, you know, done what you've done, there's a sense that, like, how do they navigate it so that they don't feel the dips that I do? But you surely do. Mm, of course I do. You're open to f- criticism all the time mm. in your job. Yeah. And the more you progress, the more your head is above the parapet to be shot at. Yeah. Um, and especially, I suppose, with, with RTE, like, you know, don't get me wrong absolutely love it and for the most part brilliant but the, you the are the Irish disclaimer there if I can't complain <laughs> yeah 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 but it's a national broadcaster and so yeah I'm very you know, lucky so pe- <laughs> yeah I guess it I'm very lucky and then uh, now I'm allowed to say what I really feel <laughs> but you know you do you get texts like shut the fuck up you're shit like who are you like I'd say any I'd just say something in passing and they're like shut the fuck up there and you're a melt you know you just get these texts and you're there on air and you see the text coming in and yes. you're trying to keep it going and it, yeah, it's intense at times. It's, it's proper intense heckles. Yeah. Like with my hecklers, I go, oh, yes, please. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. go. Let me sh- show you the error of your way right now. Yeah. If somebody is coming to see me in Vicker Street or wherever at the Vodafone Comedy Carnival or whatever. Try me. That's that's <laughs> try yeah, that's, a bitch. You don't have that. You don't have that. No. You can't go in the air. And for Sean in Galway, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Some, someday I will. Oh, someday man. I will. What a great way to go out. <laughs> Unreal. That's my final show here at RTV. Yeah. Motherfuckers, <laughs> come at me. I'm gonna read through all of the bad texts I've received. <laughs> I looked you up on Facebook. Things aren't working out too well for you. <laughs> Who are you to talk? (laughs) I'd love that. That's the plan. I'm going to do that. Okay. Um, The person you always laugh with, Charlotte. 
Probably Tina. Like my wife is like has ruined all my friendships with everybody else. <laughs> I love that. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, she's just claimed me for herself, and she's like, "You don't go and visit anybody else now." She's like, um, "Isla Fisher yeah. in Wedding Crashers." You know, never leave me because yeah. I'll find Obviously, you. Obviously, this is jokes. Obviously, <laughs> I laugh with her uh, in a way I don't laugh with anybody else. And uh, I'm very lucky because I hang around funny people all the time who are professionally funny for a living. Like Nate Bergazzi has a very funny joke. So his wife said to him, you never laugh with me. He goes, it's because I hang around with comedians. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, I have the opposite. Tina, she's a very funny, funny person. Like just today on the way in here, she said, did you hear this? That you have that the... They're saying that the cure for coronavirus, if you feel yourself coming down with it, is to drink spirits before you go to bed. She goes, <laughs> it would explain why it hasn't gotten to Ireland yet. <laughs> I, I was like, it. I'm having that. <laughs> so she writes a lot of jokes with me. A lot of the time she will help me an awful lot because she's a very funny, very, very funny person. But if you can't laugh. If you're listening to this and you're going out with someone, he's lovely, but like, I wouldn't class him as a funny guy. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Do you think? Get your stuff. Leave now. What do you have? He's not funny. Yeah. Like he laughter. Like I said, it's like saying he's really, really attentive. He has never made me <laughs> orgasm once. But let me just say he always does the hoovering. Like, <laughs> I love the accent. Get out. Get the fuck out. You can't share humor. And that moment of we lost control together and we were both huddled over something, hunched over the couch. See, you won't be pissing yourself laughing every day. No. But you have to share that, don't you? Big time. I am. Um, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> Name drop. Paddy, right? So we've been Paddy. together since Made last... up now. <laughs> Paddy. We've been together since last July. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, I think before that, anyone I'd been with was probably just too nice to me and made too much of a big deal of me. And the key with him is he just didn't. So, and I I love that. Like, he's just well able to slag me Mm. in a way that no one's ever slagged me before. And then I slag him back and it's great. But he kind of said to me, so he was like, uh, it was maybe the second date. He was like, I think my, my sister, I think, knows you. I think she follows you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, really cool. And he was like, yeah. To do, moved on. And then like two or three days later, he was like, so I told my sister um, we were going on dates. And I was like, what did she say? And he goes, <laughs> and he goes nothing, you're not Michelle Obama. <laughs> Michelle Obama. I just thought that was so funny. Like I not even Beyonce Patty. or like Rihanna. Michelle Obama. I feel I, uh, part of me loves this. And another part of me feels for those other guys who are just like really nice fellows. <laughs> who yeah, are like, yeah. well, my I sister know. knows you. Uh, uh, what did she say? Oh, she's delighted. She's yeah, a lovely person. Yeah, yeah. She's a nice. You're, you're a nice person. She's happy to know that I'm happy. You wanted a guy to go. You fucking wake up. <laughs> Dope. Get out of my ass. Oh, I love it. Okay, Jared. At the time where you had the last laugh. Hmm. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still waiting. The last laugh. That was the one that I couldn't really answer. I mean, your school story is essentially, is kind of a last laugh because living, look at you now. I'm living it. Yeah, living yeah. the dream. Yeah. The last laugh. Are you a last laugh kind of guy? 
Do you like to have? See, I don't. Yeah, like I, actually, you know, that's it, Darren. I am not a guy who goes and remember that prick <laughs> who said I'd never thought. <laughs> that is not me. Okay. That is not I know, me. I know. I wish let's we, allow ourselves that for a minute. I wish we had a visual. You're shaking. <laughs> that was full on Dave McSavage. Hooks for yes, hands. Yes. Full wheel. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, the bull mick. You might want to cut this out, but you know no. that character, the oh. bull mick in Savage Eye. Oh, yeah. What was that again? Which one was that? Two wheels came in here oh, with hooks for hands. One of them drives the hooks into the back of the other fella and starts riding them on the bar. <laughs> oh I'm literally quoting oh Dave McSavage's You're show. David McSavage. No, we're leaving I'm this in. I'm not saying this. But you're, you, you quoted it. But Bull Mick is a real human being. And if you're listening to this now and you remember that character and going, oh, kind of a fucking... Because he had a hunchback and he had the fucking glasses on. Hair coming out about his ears and his nose and his mouth. She's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And you're like, what monster has he created? <laughs> That's a real guy. That's a real guy. And he, he, uh, he I won't say what bar he owns in Dublin, <laughs> uh, but he had no problem with the depiction of him. Stop. His problem was that they didn't use a photo of his bar in the <laughs> in the series. You wanted the promo. That's a true story. Yeah, I have no problem with the way I've depicted me. That's correct. I, I did witness the fellas with the hooks for the heads. <laughs> I wish in a mad turn of events it was the George (laughs) (laughs) the end of that hooks for hands story was he he said riding him in the bear two quails in the pub riding the hooks in the hell driving the hooks into one of them fucking sprouts wings and takes off out the window (laughs) (laughs) I mean David Savage really had some moments David Savage absolutely I'd love a day in his mind I'd love a day in his head Jesus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay Darlets If laughter wasn't the best medicine What would be? Oh dear That's a really great question And I, I wonder what your other guests say to that Love Love <laughs> Maria Rosenstock was like A block of cheese and a bottle of red Yeah I'd go there <laughs> I actually would go there Because I really do believe in retail therapy And I know you do too Darren We talked about jackets <laughs> Before we came on air, the beauty <laughs> of a jacket. I, I, I said it to Ray Darcy, named Drap, uh, yesterday. <laughs> Friends with Ray Darcy, just so everybody knows. <laughs> Me, Karen Coster. <laughs> Ray Darcy, we're all in a bar. <laughs> Alan Hughes walks in and goes, what's up? Uh, <laughs> Um, I, 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 I did say to Ray that this is this is a thing I do when I feel low is I buy things online that I wanted that I couldn't have as a child, yeah. like sneakers. I love Jordans and stuff like that. Right. And he said he figured out that you can get the same buzz <laughs> buying. It doesn't have to be expensive things. He said he goes around the house and goes, that needs a light bulb. And he'd go down the shop, buy the light bulb, and he says he gets the same buzz of uh, dopamine off it. I was like, he's living, he's, li- he's living on the edge. I mean, that's mad that he's getting the same buzz off that. Yeah. Like, what would be? What's the thing that you really want to buy right now, Darren? That you're like, oh, I can't allow myself that now. That'd be bad now. 
Um, a waste of money. I really want to buy myself a Louis Vuitton, yeah, like Holy overnight bag. Shit. Yeah, no, like that's that's the level. How much is that? I'd say it's about two grand, three grand. Ah, would you fuck off? No, I'm not going to get it. I'm just saying I want it. Why do you want that? I like just want to be a glam bitch. That's all I want to be. <laughs> that's it. A glam and bitch. Paddy has got a very difficult hill ahead of him. A glam overnight <laughs> bitch. Jesus, Paddy. How many Valentine's Days have you done with Maddie? Just the one. Christ. She only got me. What? A Fitbit. <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking oven gloves, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Paddy. Oh, I know, Playing I wanted with it. fire. I wanted it. So in the new show, Notions 11, that I've written, and this, like, this, I feel no guilt about plugging it because I know that this podcast isn't going to go out before the show comes to Baker Street <laughs> on March 6th. Are you raging? Uh, a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a section at the end about how Irish men are viewed at home and abroad. Right. <laughs> Would you agree with this? That in Ireland, the majority of women think they're a fucking waste of time. The majority of them are absolutely beyond hope. Over mammied, fucking wouldn't know romance of it, punch them in the face. Can't make a fucking effort. Make a fucking effort. Lazy yes. scratch their heart. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. You go abroad and you it's like your superpowers don't work on your home planet. <laughs> Lads rocking around London like, how's it going? I'll be still my beating heart. Oh my God. All he has to say it again. How's it going there? Do you fancy a drink? <laughs> oh my God. Take me to bed now. Really? Darren, this is truth. These are facts. And I meet these lads all the time. Suddenly, fucking Charlie Casanova, who, let's be honest, if you were like, look, I think there's something in this that the Irish lad at home. Let's be honest, lads. We do need to make more of an effort. And we don't really know romance. <laughs> no. <laughs> Until it's boxed into us. Right. But the gobshite is in our DNA. <laughs> yeah. For some fellas, it's a recessive gene. <laughs> it doesn't rear its head all the time but then occasionally he'll do something like oh fuck that's my Uncle John Joe right <laughs> that's 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 the yeah. level of gobshite move that I did there and I have it in me but we have to accept and this is going to be controversial if lads are willing to accept that Irish girls have to accept it might be a little bit mean <laughs> <laughs> Darren admit it admit it how many Irish guys have you told to fuck off for saying hello. A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot, Jared. And Tina said to me, but Jared, you know why that is? It's because they interrupt conversation. Yes. You're chatting to your girlfriend. They're locked. I put a pint out of the counter and spill half of it over your phone. And spit on you when they're talking. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, how's it going? Can I get you a drink? It's, hi. Hi. It's not even hello. Hi. Well. I'm talking to my friend. <laughs> no, you're talking to well, me. Well, horse. <laughs> You're gorgeous. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, for flip's sake. Jarnet. Stay here all day. We're having good crack. Are you ready for your quick fire round? Oh, I didn't know there was such a thing. Oh, Jarnet. Let's go. We have all these mod cons. Oh, God, I have such a headache from this coffee. It's such good coffee. It's, it's, it's delicious, isn't it? Yeah. Coffee angel. Okay. Jarnet, uh, the actor or actress you always laugh at? So many. Pick one. Pick one, shut up, let me move on. It's I haven't got fire. all fucking day. Been up since four. 
<laughs> I work on the radio jar. Shut up with the long answers. Probably Tina Fey. Let's go with Tina Let's Fey. Go She's Tina Fey. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I also, yeah, Amy Poehler. I mean, they're all, there's so many. I um, find Sharon Horgan really funny as yes. well. Yes. She's so great. She's so fucking cool. She's the kind of person, if I was in the same room as her, I'd be like, I'm not worthy of, of talking to you. Tina thinks I'm in love with Alana Glazer, and I am a tiny bit. <laughs> but like that Prime special she put out is horrendous. <laughs> and right. that kind of made me go, oh, no. Mm. But, you know, people can't be funny all the time. No, they can't. Tell me this, the movie you always laugh at. So hard. You just want me to give you an answer so you can go home. That's all you're thinking. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. I've so never seen it. If you, you have got to see Spinal Tap. And if you're listening to this and going, no, you need it. Who's in, in it? In your life. Well, it's a Christopher Guest movie who made Best in Show and kind of was the godfather of the mockumentary. Right. Uh, we have a script. Let's improvise around it. And it's about this aging rock band who uh, are kind of done. Mm-hmm. and are trying to break America. <laughs> and you remember the episode of The Simpsons? They were in it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's like, you'll thank me later. If okay. you haven't watched it, go and, go and make a point. Will that. do. Yeah. Uh, the comedian you always laugh at. Sakalifanakis. Before Hangover, before all of that. Really? Came to Kilkenny in 2004. He didn't. Uh-huh. And sat at the piano uh, in the Watergate Theatre. Did gigs all around the city and was the moment when I went, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. This man's truly, like, he is superpowers. Yeah. We'll walk in the room and you're gone. You're gone. He's just got funny bones. Yeah. He, nobody does a fall better than him. Uh, a fall? He yeah. He does a pratfall incredibly well. He falls yeah, so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does this joke where he sits <laughs> in a chair uh, and it's part of this Comedians of Comedian, Comedians of Comedy series that he made with Maria Bamford and Brian Prosane and uh, Pat Oswalt where they went around rock clubs doing comedy. Go and get that because that was as funny as you think Zach is in movies. He's just the best stand-up comic. It's like... <laughs> Um, he's, he, he wrote the joke the only time it's acceptable to shout out I have diarrhea is when playing Scrabble <laughs> it's amazing oh. <laughs> he, he had another joke which was <laughs> this is my impression of a pretentious illiterate <laughs> I told you before I don't know how to read <laughs> it doesn't get better oh my doesn't god get better. nobody knows his stand up everyone yeah. just knows I'm going to look into that hangover guy yeah and finally Jarlith your best or worst joke my favourite joke to tell is um, this guy is driving around uh, Crumlin and he sees a sign out in front of a house uh, talking dog for sale and he shot he, he drove by it once and went I have to go back and check that out. That's too funny. Turns the car around at great difficulty, makes the U-turn <laughs> through a set of lights, comes back, pulls in, gets up to the door and goes, are you selling the talking dog, are you? The guy behind the door goes, yeah. Uh, can I meet it? And he goes, yeah. It leads him through the house. And out the back is a sliding door and a patio area with a beech tree in the middle and attached to it is a lovely looking golden retriever. Just sitting there minding his own business, happy as Larry. He lets him out, slides the door back and leaves him the dog alone. He walks up to the dog and he goes, 
are you the talking dog? And the dog goes, yeah. Because <laughs> how, how, like what, how, I don't understand what, what's the story? Because I'll give you the short version. It's too long to tell the whole thing, but I uh, figured out I could talk about it three months back. I uh, went straight to my owner. I told him, I'm able to talk. He brought me to the Garda station. The Garda station brought me up to the doll. They put me in a car and brought me to the doll and they flew me over to Heathrow that evening. Uh, I was <laughs> briefed by MI5 that I was now going to be working as a spy dog out at Heathrow Airport. Listening on conversations, reporting back what I heard <laughs> and uh, uncovered numerous plots. You wouldn't have heard about it because you try to keep all this stuff low profile. Um, and it's high stress, so I got an honourable discharge a week ago. You're like, I, can I shake your paw? That's the cra- That's unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Shakes the dog's paw, goes inside, slides the door back, and says to your man, "How much do you want for him? Give me fifty euros." Yours? He goes, fifty euros. It's the greatest dog I've ever met in my life. And he goes, "Yeah, but he's full of shit. He never did any of that stuff." <laughs> Excellent! It's one of the greats. It's excellent. Talking dogs. It's <laughs> excellent. Charlotte Regan, thank you so much for sharing the laughs of your life. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to The Laughs of Your Life. I hope you enjoyed it. If there's anyone you'd like to hear from, get in touch. Tweet me at Theron Garrahy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, and all those other things. This podcast is recorded in collaborative studios. Mm-hmm.